Welcome, writers, readers, and friends to the Authors Talking Bookish podcast. I'm Donna Norman Carbone, author of All That Is Sacred. And I'm Hope Gibbs, author of Where the Grass Grows Blue. We're two debut writers traditionally published by a small publishing house, bringing to you all the experiences that we as authors learn the hard way, so you don't have to. We'll give you insights from the inception of a book idea to publication and beyond. And along the way, we'll share our love of books from the writer's perspective. Hi, friends. This is episode eight, Plotter or Panster or Something in Between. We're going to talk to you about outlining your book today. I'm Donna Carbone, and I am joined by Hope Gibbs. Hi, Hope. How are you today? I'm great. How are you, Donna? I am well. I am well. What's going on in in your world? You know, just plugging away, keeping, you know, keeping up with my my debut book and trying to to, you know, have book clubs. I've got uh, a couple of book events coming up. So uh, also trying to get in a little last minute vacation. Now that I'm an empty nester, I can travel <laughs> in the month of September that I've never been able to before. So, uh, so yeah, I'm kind of living it up a little bit as an empty nester. What about you? Awesome. I'm like completely the opposite. I'm back at work, um, full steam ahead in the teaching world. I actually, sadly, I'm not even reading anything right now because I'm juggling three different books at school. (laughs) So that's where my reading time has gone. What are, what are the books by the way that you're teaching? So I'm teaching Brave New World 1984 and um, the narrative life of Frederick Douglass. Oh, wow. So yeah, Yeah. I can see that you probably don't have a lot of spare time between that and all of your other writing that you do. Yeah. Yeah. My author events, I have a couple of author events coming up next month, which I'm really excited about. Um, But yeah, I'm just still plugging away, trying to sell my book. Yeah. 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 I get that. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about um, being a plotter, a panster, or something in between, which is often referred to as a planster. So um, I'm just going to define them and then we'll talk about which, where we fall in that category. Sound good? Okay. So a plotter is someone who is tedious about outlining their work. They outline from page one until the end and everything in between. Um, There's someone who likes to know exactly where the book is going and when. Um, A panster flies by the seat of their pants. And so sometimes they'll do some brief outlining. Sometimes they'll just wing it and just start writing and see where it takes them. And a planster is somewhere in between. Somebody who does some organized outlining ahead of time, but then, um, you know, for different scenes in the book, they will see where the story takes them. Which category do you fit into, Hope? You know, the funny thing is, so I have written one book that has been published. I am almost finished with a second book and I have book three and four lined up and I have, I did it each, I did it differently every time. So with my first book, Where the Grass Grows Blue, I just started writing Um, and I developed and I changed along with my main character, Penny. Um, Mm -hmm. I had no idea where I was going. I kind of had a little bit of an idea, but I had no idea how to get her there or get the story there. 
So that was a very much uh, fly by the seat of my pants kind of thing. Mm -hmm. uh, that that was absolutely, I had no idea how it was going to end until I actually wrote the words, the end. What about yeah. you? With, with your first book, did you plot it all out? Did you know exactly what was going to happen? So I honestly, to be honest with you, I wrote my first book when I was in college. And no, I didn't. I just started, I, I didn't know what I was doing. So I just started writing. Um, and it was, oh my God, so long and so bad. But, uh, it, you know, it's all a learning experience. Like every single thing that you do contributes to who you become. I, I wholeheartedly believe that. Um, in terms of my book, All That Is Sacred, that came out, uh, I am, I probably lean more towards plotter than panster. I always know where I'm going to begin and where I'm going to end and some of the major points in between, but very loosely. And I'm always very flexible in terms of um, deviating from that plan. So I use, uh, I use a program called Scrivener. Have you heard of it? I have. I have. I've had several people tell me about it. I just have not. Maybe I'm just too old to learn this trick, which is not true. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> I have not, I've not tried it, but I know people who swear by it. Yeah, I use it for the beginning stages of my novel. I use it to write my first draft. What I love about Scrivener is it comes with a notebook of templates for you. And they're, you know, you can copy them. So it's got a character template. It's got a setting template. It's got a timeline template. Um, and so I fill these out pretty extensively, especially my character bios. I try to really get into the character's head before I start writing. So I will do a full blown bio, even stuff that's not going to show up in the book. Um, but then as I'm writing, I kind of get to a place and I think a lot of writers feel this, where the character you, you know the character so well that you kind of allow them to take over the story. And that's one of the things I love the most about writing. So while I start off very organized, I will deviate from that sometimes very much so. And so that's been my routine for each of my books. Well, it's interesting that you said the, the character backstory, because when I first started writing, I really was so new at it that I, I spent hours upon hours writing their entire stories, their character mm -hmm. development that never made it into the book. It may have made it for a, maybe a sentence, or it was a quirk that my character had as a result of mm -hmm. their backstory. I had an elaborate backstory about uh, Penny's first husband's entire family, how they ended up in Atlanta. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, I probably wrote about 50 pages of backstory for most of my characters. So when I actually did allow myself to go forward with the story, even though I was kind of flying by the seat of my pants, I knew exactly why they were making the choices that they mm -hmm. they ended up making, the way they spoke, what they even what they ate and, and drank. I knew everything about these characters. And for me, you know, I know that's not technically plotting, but it definitely allowed me that that space to just let my character grow as I was you know, going along with her in the story. 
Yeah, I, I totally agree. I have five um, main characters in my story. Well, there's one like narrator, but there's five main characters that I had to know pretty well. And one of the things, because when you're a pantster, one of the things, if if you're writing and you're not writing to a very specific outline, um, you have to remember the details. Um, one time I um, had a speaker, I teach film, when I at, at the high school where I teach and I had a producer come in and talk to the class and he talked about all the different jobs that went into creating a film. But one of them that was really interesting to me and something that I keep in mind when I'm writing is the continuity editor to make sure that all those details line up throughout, you know, your two, 300 page book. So one thing that I really love Scrivener for is that I have a document for each of my characters. So when I introduce a detail that's new, that's not already on there, I'll go back and put that on my character bio so I could refer to it later if I need to, just to kind of keep track of that continuity. Yeah. And it's funny because I was at a, um, a book club and that was one of the things that one of the readers asked is, you know, you have all these characters and you flash back from, you know, when they were young to when they're older to the middle years, how do you keep track of all those things? And I do by Scrivener and you don't need Scrivener. Like if you don't have that, it, for me, it helps organize me. You could use it if you're on Google or if you're on word, just make separate documents and put them in a folder. Well, like you with my first book, it is in flashbacks. I go back, uh, it, you know, the main story takes place in around 2010, but mm -hmm. I flash back to 1976, 1985, 1984, 1989, and, and so on. For me, I kept a separate document, just mm -hmm. kind of like with Scribner. So I would know the months. And, and so when I was re referring to the dates and all of that, so mm -hmm. I did keep separate documents for my timeline. And so you can do it on, on an, you know, a Scrivener or whatever, or you can just do it, you know, even on a yellow pad. Uh, at one point I did have like a big whiteboard where I could actually write it all out. And for me writing it and looking at it, that's where I could see if I had a hole. Um, yeah. So, so yeah, so it, and I, I, I agree with, it's funny when you said that the continuity editor, my background in college was television production. And I, I worked at a, a television station for a little while. And, and for me, editing is, is very much like writing. You have to make sure that things are lined up. You don't want to have an abrupt cut. And it, I think that also helped me when I started my writing journey. Yeah. Yeah. Because the story is the same. Yeah. One of the things I actually want to share today is, um, something to help organize people. Um, this book, Save the Cat Writes a Novel, interestingly enough, she wrote this for script writing initially and then decided to write it for novels as well. And so um, every story has at least three arcs. Some of them have five arcs. And she talks about the different arc structure and the different beats or the things that need to happen within each of those arcs. And so um, if you have nowhere, if you have no idea where to start, this book is genius. It's really good. Are there any resources that you have used, Hope, that you, you know, that help you structure your novel? Again, a lot of mine with the first, the first 
novel, you know, it was kind of a learning experience. I, I grew along with my character, Penny. With my second novel, um, I came up with the ending before mm-hmm. I even had the beginning. So for yeah. that, I kind of was in between. I, 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 I know where I'm going with the end of this novel. But with my third, a friend of mine gave me a, a notebook. And it is, it is mm-hmm. specifically for someone writing a book. And it, you can oh, just cool. sit there and put in all of your ideas. And when I don't want to travel with my computer, because sometimes, you know, you don't want to necessarily, because my computer is my life. Everything is on it. So I take this now with me and I'm writing. I can plot things out on this notebook. And so little things like that. And again, you don't have to spend a lot of money. You can, um, you can organize yourself mm-hmm. very easily with paper and with, you know, word or whatever, but, but there are, there are several resources out there that can help you with your timelines and, and keep your character straight. Yeah. Last, uh, our last episode, we talked about the diff- we were talking about writing spaces and the difference between being right brained and left brained. And I think that goes into this as well, because yes. if you're someone who is random, you and you're guided by your right brain, um, those tend to be more the pansters, the ones who just kind of go with the flow. Um, whereas left brain people are more sequential, logical, and need that step-by-step outline. I actually found a quiz online. It's called it, it's called Writing Quiz, Are You a Plotter or a Panster? And I have that link in our show notes. So if you don't know what you are and you want to know, take the quiz. I took it myself. It was very accurate for me. Yeah. Um, one other resource that I wanted to bring up is this book, Launchpad, um, The Countdown to Writing Your Book. There's a great chapter in here um, called Outlining a Novel for Plotters, Pansters, and Puzzlers Alike. And then um, one, of my, one of my always go-tos, which I, I know is yours as well, is um, Jane Friedman's blog or yes. her website. Jane Friedman is just a master of teaching people how to write. And I have found so many useful articles on there. And there is an article about plotting um, or pansting on there as well. She is one of my favorites. And that's the other great thing is that if you have the internet, you Mm -hmm. have a wealth of resources at your fingertips. And most of it is for free. You just have to know Uh, where to look. And and you just have to put a little time and effort into it. Now, there are books that, you know, I highly recommend for more as our next episode is, you know, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, showing, not telling. Uh, But there are resources out there. And again, there's not a right or wrong way. My third and fourth book, I am going to plot it. Um, At least that is my intention. And so I think plotting just gives you kind of a roadmap for mm-hmm. you know how to get from your home to wherever your destination is. And it's not to say that plotting is better than just kind of letting the, 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 the story flow. So it, it's just, and you don't have to stick with one way, one way for every book. No, um, I'm gonna talk about our do now, which I kind of think feeds into that, is um, take the writing quiz, Um, experiment with different forms of writing. Um, Try it, you know, try an outline form. Try to um, just start from scratch. Start, you know, um, 
you just using your imagination and seeing where it takes you. Um, the most important thing is to do what works for you. And I think, you know, like Hope said, I think everybody's different. And and you might find that different routines work for different kinds of work that you're creating as well. What works for one novel might not work for another novel, depending on, you know, just how complicated the story is. I, I know that I my stories have been very different. I have five characters in one, um, one POV, and then in my second novel, um, I have three characters and three points of view. So, you know, they each sort of lend um, their own complications that I needed to work through. Yeah. So what else, Donna, about with your next novel, mm-hmm. do you, are you going to stick with, with being more of a plotter or do you think that, that it, a different story might be better just flying by the seat of your pants? You know, it's funny because I my third novel is in the works. So um, I plotted it. I wrote the first draft, um, loose outlines. Um, and then on the side, I wrote diary entries for two of the characters that sort of parallel each other in the book. Um, just to kind of get to know my characters a little bit more. And now in the revision process, I'm finding that I'm using some of those diary entries in, in the, in the draft that I'm revising. So I think I did a little bit of both. Yeah. And you were also back to the right side of your brain, left side. I definitely think that I am more tendency towards the right side of my brain, but Mm -hmm. I, I need that left part to come through just a little bit because Mm -hmm you know, you have to have some critical thinking. You can't just put everything out. You do have to have a little bit of inner critic when you're trying to especially edit your book. Do you, yeah. do you find yourself more left or right brain? I, I feel like I'm right in the middle. I feel like right at moments, uh, you know, when I'm writing, I'm definitely honing in on my right brain. When I'm editing, definitely honing in on my left brain. Yeah. I'm like that at work as well. I am definitely someone who is my first inclination is whole picture and then kind of whittle it down to the details. So that's even my approach to teaching. Okay. That's good to know. Yeah. So we're going to be wrapping up this episode and Donna, can you tell us, okay, a little bit about where everyone can find us on social media? Sure. Um, everybody can find us on Instagram. You can follow Hope at Author Hope Gibbs, and you could follow me at Donna Norman Carbone. You can also find us on our website at www.authorstalkingbookishoneword.com. And we have a contact sheet there. So if there is any topic that we haven't covered yet that you would like to see us cover, please fill out that contact sheet. We do read them and we do take them into consideration. Um, and just to kind of leave you with, um, I gave you the do now, which was to take the quiz also on the show notes are a list of different kinds of outlines that you can access. So make sure you take a look at that and join us for our our next episode, which is showing versus telling when are they appropriate? Yeah, I, this is a great one for me because as, as our, you know, our theme for this podcast is 
the things that we learned the hard way so you don't have to. And yeah. uh, I learned that lesson really, really the hard way. So I, I can't wait to get into that one. And Donna, as always, it was wonderful to see you. And I guess we'll be back here in two weeks. Yeah, it was great to see everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Hope Gibbs. And I'm Donna Norman Carbone. It's time for you to get to work. We look forward to seeing you in two weeks with another tip from your author friends.